American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us. This is The American Hustle, where we believe the American dream is not dead. That's right, folks. We believe in the ability of mobility, the idea that you can create a better space, a better community, a better you within our Western cultural values. And so we, my myself, Neil, with SFJ4x4.com, and our esteemed producer, Jeff Shermani, Oh, that was so much. You were, you, were, you were on point today, the Italian stallion. Well, when you take an extra take or two. I know. We're on, we're on take two. Right now, folks who are going to be listening to us, you know, thinking, oh, this sounds really good. Um, you know, even, even, even the pros mess up every once in a while. All I got to say is I'm glad this episode or this show isn't live like our next one. Oh, my gosh. I, and that's, that is so true because we just had a big, a big faux pas, folks. But... Um, but what's okay, we're going to pivot and, and make the best of it. Uh, we do have a secondary podcast, and this podcast is uh, a, about obviously becoming a better person, a, a better leader. Um, but ultimately, it is uh, kind of spiraled off of our primary, our flagship podcast, the uh, SFJ 4x4s, I Speak Jeep. So definitely want to, if you're into the automotive world, uh, you know, or interest, you should definitely go over there, check that out. Fun cast of characters that get involved in that. And um, that one actually goes live, which is why you, yes. you're you not thrilled about that, you know? <laughs> no no goof-ups on that one. Oh, we make plenty of goof-ups on it. It's no doubt. So uh, this episode, we're going to be following up from last week's where we talked about the proper application of leverage. Yes. So this week, we're going to talk about too much leverage. Right. Um, before we get into it, though, give us that five-star review. Uh, like, subscribe, do all of that stuff. Share the share the podcast. Yeah, with tell your a friend about us, right? If you're if you're enjoying the conversations, go, go out there and 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 shout it from the rooftops and get other people inspired uh, to to do better, right? Yep. And then our next episode, we're gonna dive a little more into the five H's. Uh, we're gonna focus in on those. And if you don't know what that is, you gotta go back in the records of our uh, series and find that. Yeah, that episode. I, I constantly find myself, you know, kind of referencing that under the you know personal social development piece. I find myself, you know, going over the those H's to kind of remind myself, uh, hey, where where are we started, and 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 obviously how how we keep moving forward. So one would say to sharpen your saw, sharpen our sharpen our axe. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and we're going to be letting you know how to get involved in this conversation. If you are joining us for the first time, we thank you for being part of uh, the American hustle and the movement that it is in inspiring people to do better in, in their own lives and in their communities and their own businesses or personal pursuits. And, uh, you know, we will tell you how to get involved in the process in the conversation. But this is an organic conversation of, you know, kind of predetermined topics that, you know, utilizes our combined experiences of failing forward. So today we're going to be talking about, you know, those those situations where maybe we've gone a little too far and we've kind of hurt relationships. Um, and then sometimes where we've gone far enough and we burnt the bridge down intentionally. Yeah. Right. So Definitely something interesting uh, as a concept to explore. I think last last time you had mentioned 
you know, the idea of crossing the bridge uh, without burning it down. Yep. Right. And that is roughly the proper application of leverage. And uh, obviously, the challenge is sometimes we do burn brown bridges. Right. And sometimes they need to be burnt down intentionally. Correct. Right. And and so what what situations have you found yourself in that this is applicable to? I'm 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 interested to know. So there are many situations where I feel it is actually appropriate to burn a bridge. And that is when you're stuck in a toxic relationship, whether whether it be a family member or somebody that you're dating, whatever it is. Uh, could be a, a coworker. If there's a toxic relationship, then that's an okay time to burn the bridge and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's somebody that you will have a long-term relationship with or could cross paths with in the future, mm-hmm. it's a good idea not to burn that bridge and to find alternative ways around it. I and I, I think the thing is, I, I don't, I don't think you need to be slimy, right? Right. And so this idea that. Um, you know, if an individual is uh, not a good person, yep. right? Um, but you go, hey, you know what? They have access to X, Y, and Z resource, or they, you know, they're they're saying they're invested in me. I'm gonna I'm gonna tolerate their sliminess, yeah. right? And I I actually, without divulging too much, I I do want to talk about that because I just. Um, recently, I mean, just this weekend, had a whole conversation with my wife, you know, kind of one of those higher level conversations about a specific business transaction that happened locally and how it has affected a community as a whole. And so I think that's really interesting. And I do want to talk about that here in a second. Um, But this conversation about, you know, too much leverage, um, I certainly know that I've run into specific situations where uh, the old adage of, you know, you catch more flies with honey. Yes. Right. Um, That I believe that cliche is literally written and spoken for this moment. Yes. This idea that leverage is, um, you know, leverage is the act of catching the flies. You know, and so or, or maybe your advantage or your goal, your objective is to catch the flies. Leverage is how you go about doing it. Yes. You know, putting out the honey is m- working to make the relationship uh, benefit you, bene- be a benefactor to the process. Yes. Um, or, you know, sometimes you have to go out there with a the fly swatter and start, you know, wildly swinging in the air, you know, and those would be the, the kind of the two options. And, you know, I've certainly experienced situations where we have been dealing uh, with individuals within business who are non-responsive on the time frame or in the manner that I wanted them to be. Yes. Okay. And that's one that I have absolutely uh, personally dealt with where you're trying to work through a transaction, um, you know, if manufacturer A says that they can produce a part and I am consumer, you know, B in the process, I give them money and now I wait, right? Well, I mean, it was a pretty simple, you know, contract that we entered into in the first place. Uh, not really a contract, but an agreement of, of sorts. I give you money, you give me a product. Yeah. Well, now that product lingers. And now as a consumer, as a customer service piece, I want some communication. 
and you kind of give me a little crumbs of communication, but not really sufficient. You know, so now now you've got my money. I don't have product. I, I don't have a good, warm, fuzzy feeling about the communication. Yep. Um, I start to see little blips of information on the internet or locally, you know, in the in the newspapers or, or in some type of journal or article to say that this company is struggling or that there's a global supply chain issue, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, now that's third or unrelated to my direct experience with this company. Now I'm starting to hear it over here. And now I start thinking, okay, am I going to get my money back? Am I going to get my product? Am I going to get uh, this moment fulfilled, right? Because right. originally I went into it with a very simple agreement, right? Very transactional. I give you blah and you give me blah commodity back so <clears throat> so the issue is now now it gets into that leverage conversation yes and unfortunately i have factually applied too much leverage in the past where i believe in hindsight that if i would have worked more diligently with honey that i likely would have been able to fulfill the initial transaction. So for us, you know, specifically our professional endeavor that, you know, I can speak to right here and now, um, we are an automotive outfitter. And so, you know, I have time, energy and resources invested in selling a particular bumper mm -hmm. to one of our customers. I have convinced that customer that this is the appropriate product for them for X, Y, and Z reason. Um, I believe that it is going to meet uh, multiple needs in the process. We like the design. We like the quality construction, um, and you know, we're, we're we believe that this is going to get the job done. And so the customer says yes. They give us finances. We have the whole physical hardware supply chain of going. Money has now transacted from the customer to us. So whether that's via credit card or check or whatever, um, it's now into our bank account. We've had to pay. Uh, credit card transaction fees. We have to have a point of sale system. We either went to the bank and deposited cash or check or whatever. So there is a process of investment. I've then called the manufacturer, initiated that, done the paperwork, given them the money in the same logistics chain, right? Yep. There is a whole bunch of stuff happening under the surface that invests us in that initial transaction for that bumper. Okay? Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to us and you don't know what a bumper is, it's the front part of your vehicle, the rear part of your vehicle, uh, the bar if you're overseas in some in some capacity. And so <clears throat> so now we have this, you know, now we have this situation where I'm not getting this this bumper and I have all this front loaded investment and the manufacturer is lagging, delaying, limited communication, blah, blah, blah. And so now you're the now you're the captain of the ship. You're holding the helm. Yep. And you're going, do I hold steady? Do I try to send them some smoke signals and get them to give me any form of communication possible? Um, or do I try to cut ties and get my money back right now and pivot for my customer and and my business sake? Right. You know? And I can factually tell you that I think I have run into a couple situations where we burnt the bridge entirely too soon, where we got too aggressive, we got too, um, uh, we got too uh, offensive in our pursuit yep. of the product or the finances. And based on 
kind of this fictitious perception of our perspective. I believe you should be responsive to my needs. I believe you should be uh, picking up the phone every time I call. I believe you should be returning my email within 24, 48 hours because that's what I want to do for my customer. Yep. Right. And, you know, we're doing that. So why aren't you doing that? And we start to, we start burning that bridge down. And there's a, a really famous book called uh, Mistakes Were Made by Not By, but Not By Me. Yeah. It actually does a statistical analysis of when people make mistakes and how they respond. And one of the most in, like immediate things people do is when they're specifically wrong is they deflect and they dig their heels in. Yep. Right. And I mean, there's a ton of famous examples of this, but ultimately, uh, very few people are confident enough to to go. You know what? This is a you've presented a really interesting uh, argument or conversation to me. Let me think about that process and see how we can work through it. Right? That's that's how we should respond, but it's not often how we do. Instead, we say, "Well," and it starts at a, the earliest age as a little kid and goes, "I'm not happy. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home." Yep. That's that's just flat out the number one thing. So the challenge is, from our position, we have sold a customer. We've invested all this time, energy, and resource on selling the customers, doing the transactions. That money is done and gone. We don't have a product to return to uh, to the customer. Right. And we're caught in this very uncomfortable position in the middle, right? Um, and when, uh, when there's too much leverage has been applied, that manufacturer uh, digs their heels in and deflects in some capacity. Yep. And, and that is the biggest challenge because now as a business, now you've, you've started to show your hand a little bit, right? You've already go, Hey, no, I'm, 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 I'm mad, right? I'm, I'm aggressive. I'm a, I'm on the offensive to get my product or my money back. I've made demands, whatever it might be. And now we've already started to burn that bridge involuntarily, yep. but we've started to burn that bridge yep. because they're digging their heels in and we really have everything to lose in the process, you know, and so for myself, I can factually well, and say a lot of times those businesses recognize that you have more to lose than they do. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a, a distinct lack of consequences. Yep. And so they go, well, you know, what's going to happen? You're going to leave me a, a, a snotty review. It's 2023. Most businesses have some snotty reviews, right? Yeah. They're just that's just kind of the reality of, of dealing with the public and the keyboard warriors out there. And so. <clears throat> I can confidently say I have gotten myself in hot water a couple times where we were left. Um, certainly, factually, one guy just stole money from me at that point. He never returned me any product, never returned me any money. He flat out burnt. We, you know, he burnt the bridge with us, but we initiated the unwritten right. And somebody can look in. And you go, dropped the gasoline on the bridge. We we did right. We we whatever it was, the gasoline, the match, the matchbook. We we kind of kicked it towards the bridge, yeah. you know, and 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 ultimately, I'm left at the end, you know, out the the cash. I'm out the resources. We're out the product that we had expected. We certainly don't have the relationship, so on and so forth. And so we lost. Um, we lost in that, in that relationship. And, and that was because too much leverage was applied. We went in too aggressively. And, and I'm going to add to that a little more depth. To me, applying too much leverage is much like a poker game. Mm -hmm. You might be holding a pair of threes. You don't know what the other, other side has. They could be sitting on a royal flush. And you're like, hey, I got I to gotta get him 
So you throw in. You're throwing uh, in big. You're That's throwing in big. Yeah. And, and they're looking at their, their cards going, what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? I've got a hand. I've, I, you know? Yeah. And, and and if you're not aware, folks, I mean, Royal Flush is, is going to beat a pair of threes any day of the week, right? Yeah. And it's going to beat most, most, most hands, hands, period. And if you're the guy with a pair of threes or, or gal with a pair of threes, um, and you're pushing, you're pushing your pile in, you're trying to bluff your way out of a, an ugly situation. If the, if the other, you know, the other entity has legitimately the upper hand, that yeah. is again, where that, that. They're going to call you on your bluff. They're going to call you on the bluff. There's nothing to lose in that moment. Yep. Right. And, and that at that point in time, in your, in your analogy there, there is, you have, you have over leveraged your situation. Yep. You and have, you're, you're putting up all this extra cash that you can't afford to lose in that in that bet. Yes, because you're making a stand and think you can call out the the better the bigger business in this situation or right. the better hand. You're overextending what you actually have the ability to do or or put forward. And and again, this is not just all about business. This could be you're on a local committee for your church or uh, you know, a theater troupe or something to that effect. And you're looking to elicit change within that, um, you know, within in that grouping. This is not just related specifically to entrepreneurial pursuits. Right. And so uh, it's, it's valuable to say that, you know, your analogy there, that we're not pushing too far in and, you know, asserting too much leverage that we don't actually have, right? I mean, well, yeah. you have it and you're pushing it all in, but you have more to lose than you do to gain. Correct. And then right? in that situation, if you were to bet, say, 500, I don't know what the, you know, depending on what you're playing, but let's say it's a, a max bet of 500 and you put 500 in and the next person calls, well, now you're stuck. Yes. You can't back out. You can't take your 500 back. Right. You've already leveraged it. Right. That bridge is that bridge is starting to to crumble away underneath of you. Yep. You know, and and that is a a a challenging uh, you know that is a challenging concept because I truly believe in in my specific scenario um, that we looking in hindsight, I don't know. I mean, only in hindsight can I see what we would have done differently. Yeah. Right. In that moment, I feel uh, compelled for a number of existential reasons. Right. Yeah. And so this is the conversation that you as an individual uh, listening to our podcast, wanting to do better, wanting to be better. You know, you're having to go, am I trusting my gut process? Am right. I trusting um, those systems of efficiency that I have instilled within uh, myself, within my business, within my committee, within my whoever, you know, and say, am I staying true to that? Because that's really the only way to identify in the moment. Yeah. Right. That's the only way to identify in this moment going, wait a second, I need to take a big breath and maybe I shouldn't yell in the phone at this individual, um, you know, give me my product or else, you know, like that kind of stuff. Correct. Uh, maybe I shouldn't leave and and I think that the challenge is, is that in in too many situations, on the surface, people leave uh, nasty reviews online, and then the individual or organization or business or whatever reaches out, and they kind of kind of make it right a little bit, right? You're in the restaurant, and you you, you know, I, I can say I've rarely, if ever, returned any food, um, 
but you're in the restaurant and you, you know, the meal is not cooked satisfactory right. or you have a less than positive customer service experience. Yes. Oftentimes it became customary for the restaurant to comp your meal, right? Uh, maybe comp your meal or, or deduct a portion of it or maybe give you a free drink in the process. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and so we have become accustomed at this in the society that when I feel a little bit of discomfort that somehow you should reward me. Right. Um, and uh, so on that regard, yeah. I actually do have a restaurant story where I, I figured you might. I, I saw I, your eyes starting to light up and I know you worked some time in the restaurant business. So I, one of my first jobs was actually working for Perkins. Yep. Um, and for, for those in across the country don't know Perkins, it's like a, a Denny's or yeah, any type of- It's a nice Americana. Americana type yeah, diner. Fair. Yeah, fair. And so I worked there as one of my first jobs, kind of worked through the ranks uh, and worked at literally every position within the restaurant. And a couple of years after I had left there, I was dining there uh, and a lady across from our table was choking on food. As a first responder at the time, I just ran over, did the Heimlich maneuver, saved her. By the time paramedics had arrived, she was already, you know, starting to yeah, recover. Yeah. Um, they did put her on oxygen and take her in to get evaluated. Sure, sure. The manager of that restaurant had been a line cook when I worked there. Oh, that's awesome. So I jokingly said to him, I said, hey, what do I get for, uh, yeah, for save, saving, saving your, your customer, customer, right? And he, he laughed about it and said... Hey, you know what? Honestly, your your food's on us. I said, no, no, I'm still gonna pay. He's like, right. no, no, your food is on us. I was already gonna take care of that for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the most interesting part about that is the girl that I was there on a date with and her friend, uh, who came from a very rich family. Mm -hmm. Her friend was uh, very wealthy, uh, very big name in the area. Was literally upset that I asked for some kind of discount mm. was offended was you know just sure like you you can't be doing that that's i don't want to be seen with that that's embarrassing yeah like she made a scene over it oh yeah yeah yeah. and and i um oh that's an interesting concept that we could actually talk further about because i actually think my wife would be the same way you know she, my wife uh and and we oftentimes go through life you know not really asking for or expecting um a level of discount however so well and and I'm of the belief that if you don't ask, you don't get. But there's an appropriate time to ask. Sure. There's an appropriate level. Now, if I went up there and be like, hey, man, give me my whole whole meal free because I saved a customer, that's there's improper a... application of leverage. Yes. You want the proper application. Just a quick just, hey, what, can I get kind of discount or anything? Yeah. I think that's all fun and dandy. Now, if I did not know who that manager was, I would have never asked that. Sure. I mean, that's just between a, a couple people. And again, that's the... The novelty of of having relationships, correct, right? And so I I kind of really dig your 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 story here because there's a lot to unpack in it because we have a pre-established working relationship, right? Yep. This is somebody that our paths have crossed. In fact, we've probably been intertwined. Uh, probably you know had a pretty decent relationship at one time, and you probably dipped in and out of of staying in communication. Um, with them, you have a, a mixed group, you have a, an act of service and, you know, is there a reasonable, uh, reward in place for, you know, for all of these, for all of these things, you know, yeah. is there a, a benefit? Um, and, and I think it's, it's 
that's interesting because then there is the the application of leverage um and you then you have somebody kind of in the sidelines going you shouldn't have you shouldn't have applied that leverage yeah you know and how often do we kind of create those obstacles ourselves to say that's uncouth, right? Because that's that's ultimately what the argument would be. That's uncouth. That's uncultured. That's whatever, you and, know. And I I firmly believe that if you were of that type, that you would expect to have that meal for free, and then you didn't leave a tip, that would be uncouth. My dinner bill was my tip. Yeah, I literally which, left. The which val- that then value. I think is 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 a, a perfect follow up to say then you need to this is then the concept of paying it forward right correct and so the delicate intricacies of navigating these relationships and these processes right is not this straightforward um, you know it is not this straightforward uh, you know boulder fulcrum lever and you just pick up and put down right there is. As you said, that's yeah, cool. He's going to comp out my meal, but now I'm going to give you uh, basically the value of that towards you know. I was going to pay it anyway, so and, at that point, and yeah, and for the love for the love of me, I can't remember, but I know factually my uh, that I've been in that situation where we paid our bill even though our our meal was somehow paid for, and I don't, I couldn't tell you what that was, but. And that is the right way to do it. It's the proper application of leverage because you're actually responding back with your own leverage to say, hey, I'm going to pay it forward, make this um, advantageous for them as well. Correct. And then you're building more relationships and more networking and, and it just overall betters everybody involved. Yes. And, and, and that's the challenge is that, you know, in this, uh, in this individual, the one who was kind of critical of you, there was no leverage there. There was... Sure. Um, there Literally after that experience... She would never hang out with my girlfriend at that time again if I was around. Isn't that interesting? Literally never met me again. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll have to tell you off air who that is, but it was a, a well-established jewelry family. Yeah, in the yeah, area. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And, I, I mean, I, I get, you know, certainly um, as as a business owner, being asked for discounts and that kind of stuff is – uh, you know, it's cumbersome. It's it's challenging. Uh, we we started to talk about with the restaurant industry. It's a little more uh, commonplace. Yeah, you know, which is a little bit of the challenge because what led us down that road was this idea that it has become commonplace, and now people expect or make the demand, right? And that you had mentioned you were not demanding about that. It right. was, you know, you didn't go in with too much leverage. You went in with kind of a, an appropriate out of the corner of your mouth ask. Yep. And um you know and and is is that too is that too much to ask, you know? Uh interesting interesting conversation. We are running short on time. So, yeah. I had this story about when you should burn down bridges. And so I think we're going to have to roll this over maybe into a, a an extra clip or or maybe another uh, another a podcast itself in, in, in its entirety. We did run short on this episode, yeah, but I think, really... I think it's important that we address more of this because of the, the burning bridges conversation has a lot more to it. And there's also the guilty feeling that you could end up with so I want to talk about more of that as well. Oh, yeah. Those are there's some really valuable so talking I, points. Unfortunately, because of uh, just some personal professional stuff going on, we weren't able to record as long as usual. But uh, we will be back next week with a continuation of this 
specific topic. And so if you're enjoying it, we really want you to be part of the conversation as well. You can email Jeffrey at J-E-F-F-C at SFJ4X4.com. Or you can hit us up on your our text-only number, 440-855-2100. And that's a text-only number. Um, but we'd love to hear your take on this topic or any of the topics and how we're doing or something you'd like to hear us talk about more or talk about less. It's great when we get our listener feedback, and we appreciate that. Uh, without further ado, Jeff has, I'm sure, our quote of the week prepared I yes. want to make sure we get to that. It's my favorite part. And this is my world now. As a small business person, you have no greater leverage than the truth. And that's John Greenleaf Whittier. I, that, that is just speaks to my core. You know, it absolutely speaks to my core because I think that uh, all too often small business owners specifically uh, are chasing this larger vision, this bigger pursuit. And so therefore they feel like they have to justify, rationalize, or even tell little white lies to fulfill this vision of where they want to be and bridge the actuality of where they're at, yes. you know? And so, um, you know, so when something goes poorly or, or goes well, um, you know, they may over embellish, yeah. Or they may misdirect the conversation. And so away from the, the truth of the situation, the truth of the success or the truth of, of the failure. And I just, this speaks to me so, so, so deeply because I think it's the easiest thing to do is just tell the truth, but you have to tell it in an appropriate manner. And I think in a customer service manner as a business person, it is extremely valuable because you're, you're going to have situations where product gets delayed or mm -hmm. something happens and it just delays your customer service experience for your customer. And if you're constantly making up excuses, when that actually happens, you can't just rely on that. Whereas if you're always telling the truth, telling the customer, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, sorry, we had this come in and it interrupted things. We were not able to get to what we thought we were going to be able to. Versus, hey, your product really isn't coming in. We've been dealing with a manufacturer three times now. They've told us a different date. The customer is going to believe you way more if you've always if you've always been truthful the whole time. Yes. Rather than being that business that yes, just makes if excuses. If you're making excuses or your stories are in, you know, if you're inconsistent in right. your approach, um, there's a number of things we could actually probably do an entire uh, podcast on on that concept in of itself. Absolutely. Um, as I was just again, as I continue to to tease uh, potentially next next week's. Um, you know, the talking points of, of next week's podcast, this idea of, you know, kind of knowing exactly when to burn the bridge uh, intentionally, um, because maybe you're in a relationship with a person or a business that does feel slimy, you know, and but but they are also successful. Yeah. Right. And so the uh, issue is that they can only live in the shadows for so long. Yes. And the challenge is we see lots and lots of lots of businesses that we perceive as successful, um, but that are living in the shadows of debt or uh, misdirection of, you know, of, of what their process or who they are as a business or as a person or as an organization. Right. Maybe they're not aligned well. Maybe the system has been broken a little bit and they once were a really 
good quality company. And now they've, you know, now they've actually shifted internally while still maintaining this outward image. And so the idea is that they're no longer true to themselves. They're not true to the community they're serving, um, or true to their customer base, whatever. And um, that's very, very challenging because you're going, hey, in this moment, it benefits me. But should I actually be aligned with these folks? Right. So they're not telling the truth. Yeah. And 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 it could come back if you're not being true to yourself. Uh, if you're not telling the truth to your customers, it come back and bite you hard. So I actually, like I said, that's, I, I was having this conversation and it spoke to me about this topic and this information. I look forward to unpacking it a lot next week. I hope that you will be with us and join in that conversation. You are a critical part of the American hustle. We thank you so much for listening to us, choosing us as your podcast and make sure you get out there and get hungry and stay hungry. The American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through Heart and Hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.